to Kate here, and welcome to today's episode of The Quirks. If you want to talk about a quirky traveling experience, try flying across the country on a red eye with a four-month-old baby and a Boston Terrier with no TVs. I know the whole concept of flying is really crazy. You're in this thing in the sky and you're flying, but I'm really used to the TVs now, and that was pretty hard. Today's guest is Matt Bogdanow. We'll go over the pronunciation of his name a little bit later. Matt is a musician. He used to play drums in a band with one of my roommates, and now he plays drums in bands with other people's roommates. He is an author, activist, and along with Alex Popkin, he hosts the podcast Clearing the Q, Q-U-E-U-E. Listen in, or is it listen up? Yeah, that sounds about right. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Um, you're the person who has helped me so much with this podcast already with all my technical questions, uploading questions, theme music, and so on. It's been my pleasure. Really? Yeah, mostly. <laughs> mostly. Uh-huh. Great. I liked when you said, um, when I do a test, I'm going to email it to myself and then listen on my phone. Is that the way you do your podcast? I still don't know why that's so funny because I, th- I feel like that's an accurate way to do things. Yeah, I mean... The the result. What did we do? We just we hit play, straight out of the computer. We heard it. Yeah, I know that was smarter. I also didn't know you could plug headphones into this microphone. See, and that's that's understandable. It's kind of underneath the microphone. It's kind of hidden. But I guess hitting play is pretty simple for most people. It felt simple. (laughs) I am quirky. But you're a kinesthetic learner. I am a kinesthetic learner. Yes, I have to do things. Kinesthetic is one of my favorite words. It's a beautiful word. It's hard to be a kinesthetic learner, though, in some ways, because a lot of times people don't give you the opportunity to try to do things. Mm. You know? I have to learn by messing it up. You? Um, I think that I'm a visual learner, mm. but I'm not sure. That's my second learning language. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Kinesthetic is way at the bottom for me. Interesting. Way at the bottom. Yeah, I would rather not have to touch anything wow. for my learning. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think it's funny because sound, audio, whatever, is mm-hmm. like my least learning oh that's and why I'm we're doing friends podcast. yeah, yeah that you have so much to teach me yeah and likewise and i can just show you, you can do interpretive dances at things for no, you thanks okay oh for me yeah i thought you were asking me to do an interpretive dance that would be bad on a podcast true um hi so we are great friends mm-hmm. and i think of you as a very quirky person but i don't know a lot of your deep quirks mm. so i'm excited to unpack these together yeah let's do it let's do it so just tell me one to get us started off uh, do you know about my feet? No. About what shape, what size and shape they are? No, and I'm horrified already. Okay. But great. Don't be horrified by my feet. Well, no, I, I haven't seen them, and now I'm like wondering what kind of footwear you have on, but I think that they're closed. Uh, they're closed. Closed-toed shoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're shoes. They're sneakers. Okay. Um, Tell me about those feet. Well, you know how there's like feet? There's like shoes? Do I then, know about how they're shoes? Yeah, you know how they're shoes? Oof, we're up to a With start. like shoe sizes? <laughs> yes. And then um, when there's wide shoes, it'll be like a number and then like the letter E. Okay, yeah. Wide. Yes, yes. And then like E E is for extra wide. Oh god. So I have six E's. Please stop. My shoes are <laughs> I am literally going under the table for a second. Hold on. Well so the other thing, um Wow. So yeah, those are my feet. They do look like they are as wide as they are long. They are. And <laughs> they're also different lengths. Wow. My right foot is about two sizes bigger than my left foot. Two sizes longer. How do you shoe shop? Um, yeah, specialty. It took a long time wow. to find shoes that fit. Well, has this been your whole life? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That's and right. but but uh, when I was a kid, uh, my parents didn't realize that that was the problem. So we'd go shoe shopping, and it would just be like this traumatic thing. I'd be like crying, and be like, "These don't fit. None of them fit. You know, oh. they're they're too squished." And then the shoe salesman would be like, "No, you just have to break them in." You know. Wow. And then one time they measured my feet, and I remember this this shoe salesman measuring my left one, and then measures my right one, and then measure my left <laughs> one again, and he's like scratching. He's like cartoonishly scratching his head. He's Great. Like, like your left is a seven and your right is a nine. <gasps> no. Yeah. And then six E's. Six E's. Yeah. So when I did look down, uh-huh. and they seem perfectly lovely, Thank so you. I don't want to insult them. Yeah. But they have the shape of like a badminton um, sort of racket. Yes. Right. Cur- that is a good way to describe it. Okay. So most people's feet have like a little bit of a figure eight thing. Yes. Where they kind of like there's the part in the middle that sort of comes in. Yes. Like the, a waistline. The waistline. Waist yes. My feet are kind of more like pizza, like triangles, <laughs> or like ducks' feet. Yeah, they they're are, just they're, they're the heels are feet. narrow, and then they just get wider and wider until they stop. Right, right. So those are my feet. Um, I'm probably gonna need a picture of them for the to accompany this podcast. Okay, sure. So you just keep me posted on that. Fair enough. What does Hannah think of your feet? Hannah is Matt's wife, in case. Yeah. Don't know. What does she think? I don't think she cares about my feet. I think that she cares about my um, my like emotional hang-ups around buying shoes. I think that has had more of an impact on her life mm. than my actual foot shape. Okay. I mean, she loves you for you, not for your feet, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes she'll be like, oh, you know, like we should buy slippers. And I'm like, you don't want to go shoe shopping with me. Like, this is a thing I do on my own. Yeah. You know, like it's a, it's a whole ordeal. So once you find a pair that fits, do you just stockpile them? Yes. Right. I would. Uh, so I have three pairs of the exact same shoe in three different colors right now. I feel sad about that. It's okay. Okay. You're fine with it. As far as like things to have to deal with, like yeah. to overcome, this is a fine one. Once oh. I Once I discovered wideshoes.com, which is a real thing. Uh, then it's like, yeah, why, if they're real. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know what you were going to say at first because I'm not like, I don't hate feet. I'm not into feet. I'm mm-hmm. like very neutral on the feet thing. Yeah. But I do get a little worried about feet. Mm. You know, they just like when people say, did I tell you about my feet? Oh yeah. A little part of my dander goes up. Yeah, that's fair. I also, there's this like thing about celebrities feet. You know about this? I do. Okay. Yeah. So I'll know I made it when I Google Susan Kahini and it says Susan Kahini's feet. Oh, I check all the time. (laughs) And believe me, I know I'm not in a position where I've quote unquote made it, but I see some people who've been in like one or two TV shows getting their feet up in there. Yeah. So every time I'm on like any sort of like... You're ready. Oh, on a red carpet, I make sure I got those feet out. I would tell you to just set up a Google alert for that, but then I I would have to explain what that is. I feel like that we would get derailed. Listen, I thought I had set up a Google alert for myself. I've never gotten an email about myself. Mm. And I'm Google. You're on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, so I did it wrong. Mm. Another failed technology. Well, we got to figure out a more kinesthetic way to approach that problem. So you're an amazing musician. Thank you. What are your quirks about music? Do you have any? Quirks about music. Um, probably my obsession with set lists and reordering uh, album sequences. What do you mean? So, like, you know, you have an album and there's, like, track one and track yes. two and track three. So, in high school, I got really obsessed with coming up with my own alternate orders for the same songs on my favorite records. I love that. So, I would sit in math class with my um, graphing calculator and I would, like, open up, a like, a document in it. Because you could put letters into those, too. Okay. Not just numbers. Uh-huh. And I would just spend all of math class just like typing out different orders of no <laughs> of, 
Really? Of songs for my favorite albums, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember those calculators because people were, like, cheating on tests with them. Totally. They were putting all their... But you were making albums. I was checked <laughs> out. I was... Yeah. Not, the test was the least of my concern. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Or people were writing boob, 8008. Anyway. Five. Boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You got to add the five. I didn't know about it. Oh. But I... We learned so much. <laughs> boob. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never thought about the option of adding an S. Wait, so tell me, like, because I'm thinking about when I found, like, the Joni Mitchell Blue album. Uh-huh. I was, like, 16. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, like, perfectly ordered and magic, you know? Would you have changed Yeah, anything? there's two things that are fun. One of them is, like, taking an album that is perfect and seeing if you can tell a different story by changing the sequence of the songs. Ooh. You know, like where the optimism is and where the, and then the other thing is like an album that you think is pretty good, but that you think might actually be secretly better. They just put it in the wrong order. Interesting. And that's a different challenge. Wow. So then would you ever like make a mix, a new mix from what you discovered or? Um, yeah. I mean, I would put them on cassette tapes and I would burn CDs. Now you can just do Spotify playlists. Right. So now I do that and it's made, made the process much easier. Oh, and you changed the order still? Uh Uh-huh. Whoa. Oh, yeah. That's fascinating. You know whose albums I always feel are like kind of perfectly ordered? You may disagree. Mm. The Beatles. Mm. To me, it's always an experience. Yeah. I like I like what you said about optimism, and but to me, it's, for some reason, it's always like you can kind of track that whole album. With the Beatles, it's, it's interesting, too, because you've got the Lennon songs and the McCartney songs, and then every once in a while you have a George and a Ringo song. Yeah. And so, like, they sort of have to... There's sort of like a built-in ebb and flow on those albums. Right. Um, and the early albums, it's all like back and forth. They alternate. But then by the end, like by Abbey Road, it's like there's like essentially a John side and a Paul side. Yeah, and Abbey Road to me is one of those perfectly ordered albums. Do you agree? I, I always thought it was weird that something was track two. Hmm. Um, because it's like just this beautiful ballad and it feels like something that would be track five. It's also cool. Like, that's one of those where I would say it's a perfect album, and also I'd be really interested in resequencing it. I'd love you to do it for me, and I'll I'll have a listening party for one. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> cool. Wait, have you ever had ASMR? Have you ever experienced The whispering ASMR? thing? Yeah, sure. Because it was not The just... look on your face when I called it the whispering yeah, thing. Yeah, you really diminished ASMR. Like, thank God I'm not doing this part-time for money on the internet, because I would be really offended and i'm not mom okay, okay? i'm not <laughs> but well it's like whispering chewing scratching uh-huh. you know it's all sorts of things yeah no you're not interested. i just know it as the whispering thing and that's okay. we've exhausted my knowledge about pouring uh-huh have you ever experienced it so it means like you get the tingles you get this like full body sensation so i the reason i'm asking is a uh-huh. friend the other day said they get it from oh god not norwegian wood but another Beatles song oh that they can listen to that song and just get the full... It's a Ringo song, and I can't remember. Anyway. It's a Ringo song? Yeah. Is it Octopus's Garden? No. <laughs> but they said they can listen to that and get the full body tingles. Mm. And then they said they don't think I get ASMR because I move too fast. So I thought that ASMR was describing the act of whispering, but it clearly <laughs> sounds like it's not. Okay. Well, I'll show you some videos after the podcast. ASMR is the is the feeling that the audience is getting, the listener's getting? Well, see, I feel like you'd be into it because it's like audio, sensorial, something, something, something. Oh, that's the you A. Know, maybe. <laughs> and close to there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's about the way you hear things and having a full body experience from it. I probably have that. I'm sure you do. Like, you know, the, the pricklies? Like goosebumps? Yeah. Yeah. Goosebumps. Oh, yeah, sure. I get that. Right. For so, music. Okay. Do you get it for anything else? Other than music? Yeah. Um, like uh, go like being scared. Interesting. 
Is that what we're talking about? Sure. I don't get it from being scared. I cry from being scared, but, oh, you know. I don't cry from being scared. You get, t- I cry, you get tingle. I get tingle. <laughs> Fear makes me tingle. Um, yeah, I, uh, I probably get that then. Okay, tell me another quirk. Well, when we right before we started recording, you said that Hannah had told you a quirk about me. Well, so Hannah is, I don't know if it's so much as a quirk as a whole behave, a quirky behavior. Uh-huh. But she said that, I think it was her sister, said that you remind her of a sloth. Oh, yeah. And then That's ever funny. since then, I like yeah. can't get it out of my head. Yeah. Because, and this is probably why I don't, I do move fast. Mm-hmm. But you don't move I as move fast. I move slowly. Right. Yes. And deliberately. Mm-hmm. With purpose. Mm-hmm. You know where you're headed. Yep. I'm doing sloth movements as I'm oh, explaining yeah. this. You know what I mean? I'm like, do yes, like, yeah, yeah. right. Um, so when she said that to you, were you offended or were you like, I feel no. seen? <laughs> uh, neither. I thought it was funny. Oh, good. It came up at uh, we were at her family's house for Christmas, like probably ten years ago or something. Oh wow! And I was kind of sitting on the couch, lounging about, and yeah, they just—it's like the economy of of motion. Oh, that's beautiful. I feel like I stole that phrase from... That's probably a thing that... I don't know. I don't know if I'm using it right, but... If you didn't, I think that should be like a tagline in your autobiography. Mm. You, I don't know what you can call it yet. Do you know? Do you have a name? The name for my autobiography? Yeah. Um, no. At one point it was going to be called Meet Me in the Balcony. What's that about? Because uh, Rockwood Music Hall back in New York where we all oh, used to hang out. I the, love The Rockwood. thing was always like, I would go there a lot. Yeah. And it was always like, Meet Me in the Balcony. And then we were like, that sounds like a tagline for an autobiography. That's a beautiful name. But, like, I don't think it would be mine, unfortunately. Well, it sounds very, like, um, meet me in the balcony. Very um, Casablanca-esque. Doesn't it? Yeah. Old movie-esque. Yeah. Maybe it should be yours. Mm, Mine would be like, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Can you spell that? (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, I started writing my autobiography. Because his face was one of shock and amusement. Um, because, you know, when you get famous, everyone has an autobiography. Uh-huh. So I thought, let me just start this bad boy now. Yeah. So that when I get famous, it'll be ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like the beginning is like, you don't know me yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I should call it. Into that. You should call it, you didn't know me yet. You didn't know me yet is yeah. really good. You didn't know me yet. Meet me at the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> the Suke Heaney Kelly story. I think we can make it work. Yeah. That's a lot of names. I call you Bogda now. That's true. You know, or Bog sometimes. That's easy. Yeah, it really is nice. It's so good to have a last name that people like to say. No one mm. calls me Heaney. You're laughing. Is it a terrible name? No, it's just funny. Do you think people like to say Bogda now? I mean, people are terrified to. People really? like to say it once they know how to pronounce it. But like, if I meet somebody and I don't, you know, like you've known me long enough that you know how to say my last name. There is no other way to say it. Let me break it down. Mm. Bog. Mm-hmm. B-O-G. Yeah. Bog. A body of water that harbors. You know, weird frogs and mystical things, uh-huh. right? Duh. And then now, N-O-W, things are happening now. Sure are. That's how your name goes. Thank you. You're welcome. What have you heard? Everything. Really? Yeah, people are always switching around letters. They see it and they freak out. They like to lose their composure. You know what I mean? Interesting. Because if you see eight <laughs> letters in a row that you've never seen in that order, even if it's phonetic, yeah. you, you can't... You just go like, oh shit, this is probably something weird. It's probably there's probably some trick to it. I think people think there's going to be a trick. So this is like you're cracking the code of why I say boo. To be honest with you, why do you say boo? Because I have a real fear of people's names. No way. Yeah. Of like, forgetting what they are. Yeah, even people okay. I know like really well. Like one time I forgot someone's name who I'd known for like six years, and my friend said I'm actually scared. Like it was terrifying. Oh wow. Who's that kid? And she goes, our friend. <laughs> like, I'm pointing at the person. Oh, man. Yeah, so boo is like a fail-safe for me just to... 
Yeah. In case of emergency, it's sort like, of. Before every party we go to, and this happened at Hannah's birthday party, actually. Uh-huh. I say, if there's someone there who I'm supposed to know, he goes, I know, I'll introduce myself. Like, I'll get the That's name. That's the move, yeah. Then I just wind up booing people a lot. I've only really gotten in trouble for it once, because someone said, why are you calling my man boo? Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I call everybody boo, and I do. Yeah. And the truth is, I, I do even do it with, like, people, I'm just like, I've done it with taxi drivers i've done it on customer service people on the phone because now it's a habit uh-huh. you know it's not that i need to know my lift driver's name and i'm like thanks boo and i'm like what am i doing yeah can't stop i do it with servers that's great though because then it's foolproof because then foolproof. when you do need to use it it's not nobody's suspicious you're so right i don't even i don't call people anything like i realize like i don't say people's names out loud very often but no one does. Right. Then you read a movie script or see a movie and they're like, George, da-da-da, George, yeah. George. And I'm like, take out four of those Georges because I'm talking to you. How many times have I said your name? Yeah. It's just for the audience, but the audience doesn't really care. And the audience, how many times do you need to tell the audience? Once, twice? Yeah. This is George. Wait, talk to me a little bit about your podcast. About mine? Yeah. Clearing the Q, Q-U-E-U-E? Q-U-E-U-E. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You were our first guest. And so our show, for those Wait. who, you know... Is we uh, have a guest and they we sign into their Netflix queue, and then we interview them based on what's inside their queue. And Suke was our first guest. Susan K. What are you on this show? Suke. 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 Sk. Remember, you don't Buhini. think of names exactly. Yeah. So you don't so, know. That's true. Suke's fine. Yeah. So Suke Buke. The movie we watched on your episode was Nine to Five. And I love Nine to Five. Me too. Your pod- <laughs> your podcast is quirky. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. The thing that I thought Hannah was going to say yeah. when you asked her what was quirky, that I said, was it about a Swiss Army knife? Oh, yeah. I don't think this is that weird, so I'm curious if your listening audience might be like, that's not quirky. I use a Swiss Army knife to cut my fingernails. It's extremely quirky and extremely uncomfortable. No, it really is. There's... Not the knife part, the scissors part. Okay, still. Okay, well, that's more helpful that you said that. But, okay. But still... There's a nail clipper. I don't understand nail nail clippers. But yet you just told me you clip your child's fingers with y- the Swiss Army knife? No, I use nail clippers now for her and I find it very challenging. But you can't do it for you? I think a scissors makes so much more sense. No. Because not everybody's fingernails are shaped and rounded the same way. So the nail clipper has its own roundness. And so if it's not the exact size of your nail... Then you end up with this like weird other part that doesn't... I know, and you just clip that other part off. But then you, there's always like a point in the middle where it's like clearly that it didn't that it doesn't line up well. I need but to if you see. use a scissors, you can just round as you go, and it can be just perfect. I don't, I don't like it. I think it's... Well, it's definitely quirky. All right. I would be very surprised by how many people are trimming their fingernails with a scissor of any sort. Yeah. So we'll see. So do you have any quirky habits? Like, when I did the live show of this, there was someone on the in the audience who said, like, he always um, puts on... Oh, he ties his shoes after he takes them off at the gym. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he ties, like, his dress shoes, and then he puts on his sneakers, and then when he takes off his sneakers, he ties his sneakers mm. back. So I thought that that was really weird. It, you know, it took me a long time to learn how to tie my shoes. I had, like, a mm. lot of trouble with it, and so eventually my cousin taught me... Like the bunny ears way with the two loops. And then wrap them. Yep. Yep. I know And that I still don't understand the other way. Oh, I was going to say I do the grown-up way now. But... Yeah, I don't do the grown-up <laughs> way. But in fact, I, I learned a, a one and a half knot. It's like a double knot, but you only double knot the second part of it. It's great. It's for really your shoes? Great. Yeah, for my shoes. Interesting. So they don't get untied, but they're easier to untie. Well, 
We're back to feet again. Damn it. I don't know how we did it, but we got back to feet. You said shoelaces. Yeah, I did. That was just an example. And they're just blaring in your mind, those boats of yours. Oh, well, here's a quirky thing about me. Okay. Um, So I have this weird eye condition, and that makes it sound much more serious than it is. Yeah. Um, But basically, my pupils, um, they dilate, but they have trouble constricting. Interesting. Which is great for seeing in the dark and not so good for seeing in the light. So, like, when I step out into the bright light, um, my eyes kind of freak out and I start sneezing. Ooh, weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so How I, do those two things go together? It's like some reaction where my eyes, instead of being like, hey, look, it's bright, let's just get smaller, they kind of go like, whoa, whoa, hey, and it's the, kind of an all-systems failure. So and they the go, nose gets involved. Hey, let's sneeze. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, how do we get from that to the sneeze? I think the nose is like, I can help, and then just... <laughs> I just start sneezing. There's nothing in it. It's like I'm not sneezing out anything. Right. That's so... Yeah. Wow. It's weird. not like a gross thing. I just... I am just start sneeze... You know, dry sneezing, I guess. That is... That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. Dry so sneezing. I'm, so I'm constantly wearing sunglasses and a baseball hat to have like as much shade... Wow. Uh, ...above my eyes as possible. So I remember someone once saying when your pupils dilate, that means get bigger, Yeah. Yeah. That means, sorry, you yeah. know, technical things. Sure. That means you're in love. Oh. So that anything uh-huh. you're looking upon with dilated pupils means uh. that you love the thing. Now, okay. that can't, I guess, be true. Yeah. But I do remember telling my brother when I was young, I love you so much. Look at how dilated my pupils are. Uh-huh. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, my poor brother. Yeah. Because all my weirdness really, like, yeah. you know, he was always having to, like, answer things and... I didn't know Siberia was a real place. This was a kind of recent thing. Well, I can see that. Right. Because people just say, like, let's send them to Siberia. Right. So yeah. I thought it was a fake, like, Oz. Uh-huh. Which Oz, I would argue, was more real to me than Siberia. But anyway. Yeah. And so my brother, I said, like, I like can't Timbuktu. believe they made up a whole place. Is Timbuktu real? It's real, yeah. See? That's another one. Yeah. Okay. But he's like, you don't know about Siberia. Mm. And I learned that day. There's not much to know. I, guess. I mean, I, I, that's probably... I'm sure there's a lot to know. If you're but, Siberian and you're listening, I don't agree with that last statement. Yeah, I apologize. Please Let retract. me rephrase. <laughs> Let me rephrase. I don't know much about Siberia. Right. But I know it's cold and it's real. I didn't know either one. Yeah. The American history system really failed me, or mm-hmm. I failed myself. Yeah. Because I think my peers do know these things. So probably some of them. Yeah. Alex, my podcast host, didn't know that narwhals were a real thing. He thought that they were like unicorns. They're definitely not real. Oh, boy. There's no chance a narwhal oh, is real. A boy. narwhal is a Here unicorn. Here we go. I know you're messing with me now. I'm not. I 100% know you're messing with me. A narwhal, there's no chance it's real. What you know about me is how literal I am. That's my next quirk that we were going to get to. That is a definite quirk of yours. So if I was messing with you, I would mess with you, but then if you said, are you messing with me? I would say, yes, I am messing with you. You're telling me a narwhal, that like dolphin looking thing with a horn, is yeah. a real thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'll be Googling after. You'll be like in a corner watching ASMR, and I'll yep. be in a corner Googling narwhal. Why don't you listen to ASMR? You watch it now? Yeah, you do both. Oh. I think. Tell about how literal you are. Oh, I'm just very literal. <laughs> to a fault. Like, like, it gets me in trouble sometimes mm-hmm. at the way I, I communicate. So, like, you are the kind of person I wouldn't ask, like, oh, do you think that this looks good on me if I didn't think it looks good on me? Because you tell the truth. I think you're a truth teller. I'm a truth teller. Uh, but I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I tell it like it is. Like, I wouldn't say that looks bad on you. Like, I might say, to be honest, I can't tell. Your literalness, you think that it's like a problem? 
Um, I think that it sometimes would behoove me to let mm. go of it a little bit, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It would behoove that narwhal to be real, too. Yeah, it's real. That doesn't make any it's sense. Kind of, it's coming for you. I can't believe it's real. The narwhal audience is coming for you. That Siberia, the Siberian narwhals are boycotting this podcast as of today. I would if I were them. I'm going to do a quick rapid-fire quirks round with okay, you. Okay, great. What do you think is the quirkiest word? Shit, I'm so bad at... Uh, this is part of the literal thing. Right. Is that if you want to know what the quirkiest one is, like I want to give you the right answer. I don't want to just... Give me, Tell me a quirky word. Uh, gubernatorial. That is... I didn't know what that meant at first, but that as you finished the word, when you said goober, I was like, yeah. goober, but notorial. I like any word that you change the sound of it in different... Like a midwife, but then you would say midwifery. Like any word like that, I think is really funny. Quirkiest song. Tiptoe through the tulips. I don't know it. Remember that one by Tiny Tim? That was an old one. Definitely not. I feel like you're just saying T words and putting them together in some it's strange possible. order. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. definitely possible. Um, Afro Man because I got high. That's a pretty quirky. Song, because huh? I got high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is quirky. And people, I was gonna read the news today, but then I got high. That one. Yeah. I just kept wanting to sing it. That's no, the it's one. in my head. Mm-hmm. Earworm. Right. What? Earworm. Earworm, yes. Yeah. I thought you said you're a worm, and I didn't know whether that was a compliment or not. I would never call anyone a worm. You're a worm. Quirky instrument. Oh, I mean, probably the ukulele. Yeah. But like, maybe I, I don't want to say. say you know what? I don't want to say either of those. How about um, okay. the tri- how about the triangle? I think you it doesn't get say much quirkier than it's. It's just a shape. Yeah. You know. I played that in a school band song once, and then I was considered percussion. Yeah. And I felt so badass yeah. about that. Because I had normally played the E-flat clarinet uh-huh. or the coronet because my fingers were too small for anything else. Oh. Sad. Yeah. Your feet and my fingers. Quite a combo. Quirkiest movie. I feel like Who Framed Roger Rabbit is pretty quirky. Oh, I loved that movie. Right? Yeah. Is that quirky? Very, because it's half real life yeah. and half animated, right? Yeah, it's pretty quirky. And Jessica Rabbit, hubba hubba. Quirky body part. Elbows. That's my favorite body part. It's quirky though, right? I feel like you're the second person who said this. Mm. I find them so magnificent. Mm. I'm really into them. Yeah, they're cool. They're. I mean, we need them. They're yeah. helpful. I just find them beautiful. I like to squeeze people's and that shake them. Is <laughs> uncomfortable to me to hear. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Quirkiest food. Probably like Dunkaroos. I don't even know what that you is. You don't just eat you Dunkaroos. You know the little crackers you dip in the. They're like little kangaroos, and you dip them into chocolate. No, I never had them. But you know the cheese ones that come with the crackers, and they come with a yeah. little red plastic spreader? Yes. Those just make That's me nostalgic quirky. Yeah. for the 90s when we were children. Yep. The 90s. Mm-hmm. Put that on the cast. On the what? The cast. The podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You're so literal. You didn't like my shortening of the Well, word. I was picturing I had broken my arm and we were going to write the 90s on my cast. See, that's literal. I'm a literal guy. I've been trying to tell you. I'm Now I've learned. Yeah. Anyway, let's go Google ASMR and narwhals. Great. Anything else you want to say? Um, it's a bit, it's been a true pleasure. Now you have to teach me how to save this properly. Yes. And let's hit stop it. and then command S. Is command the apple? Command is the apple. Yes. So it used to be a picture of an apple. Oh, now it's some weird and four-legged now it's this, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Mark apple. Mark has said command to me before, and I'm like apple. What you do in your personal life is That's none it. of yeah. That sounded really dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. This was amazing. Thanks, boo. Matt said the album that he's reordered the most times is U2's All That You Can't Leave Behind. He just can't stop fixing it. 
what he wants you to know. He still loves it. Please check out Matt's band, The Polar Quest. They have a Spotify page, or you can listen to them wherever you listen to music. Where else do people listen to music? Anyway, hope you have great and quirky enough weeks. Thank you.